During the late 90s, I was at a very low point in my life. I was a drug addict wandering the streets of downtown Los Angeles, eating out of trash cans, sleeping under bridges, and asking random bypassers for spare change. Looking back, I have nothing but regret for that time in my life, but this story is about the incident that made me sober up and turn my life around. One night, I was sleeping under a secluded highway overpass. It was fairly isolated because of its location on the outskirts of the city and saw little to no police presence. My sleeping spot overlooked a concrete foundation that had stretched on for about 50 yards. It was a pretty long walk to get back to the city from this area, so after a long day of panhandling, I slipped into my sleeping bag and began to doze off. I was suddenly woken up by the sounds of screaming. I turned on my side to see a car parked under the overpass. There were no lights on, but the vehicle's windows were down, and I could tell that there was a commotion taking place inside the cab. Now, I know what you might be thinking. At first, I thought the same thing too. Maybe someone was getting lucky, but these were not screams of pleasure. They were screams of agony. I watched in horror as the passenger side door of the car then flung open, and a skimpily dressed woman exited the car. She was holding her leg and was trying her best to limp away from the car. I was frozen in place, almost not believing what I was witnessing. The girl was begging for her life as she awkwardly staggered away from the vehicle. The driver's side door then opened and a figure emerged from the car. The person that emerged from the car then pointed a gun at the girl, then shot her. I remember closing my eyes as soon as the gun went off and then opening them to see the woman sprawled out on the ground. She was on her back, and the way her head was positioned was as if she was looking at me. Her jaw was going up and down like she was trying to say something. The memory of seeing her like that, well, it still really haunts me. The shooter made his way over to her. When he stepped into the light, I could see that he was wearing a dark hooded jacket with a bandana hiding his face. He stood over her and just watched her for several seconds, then finishing her off with the second shot. I was absolutely petrified at what I had just witnessed. I was now sitting up in my sleeping bag with one hand over my mouth, just trying my best to not make a sound. But what happened next was a whole new level of fucked up. The headlights of another vehicle at the opposite end of the overpass flicked on and drove up to the gruesome scene. At first I was relieved and I stupidly thought that these people were there to help not even factoring in that a bystander wouldn't just casually drive up to the scene of a crime with a killer still there with a loaded gun. But things became clear to me once I noticed that the other vehicle was a black van. And things became even more clear once I saw three men wearing ski masks exiting the van with one of them holding a video camera. These sick fucks were filming this entire thing. There was an exchange of words and the other two men that exited the van walked over to the dead woman and grabbed her arms and legs then proceeded to carry her body back to the car. The shooter had made his way over to the car before they got there, and the cameraman stepped off to the side and filmed the entire thing. The shooter popped open the trunk, and the men heaved the corpse into it. The cameraman then joined them at the car for a nice close-up shot. The shooter then walked over to the van, then returned with two gas cans. The men doused the car in gasoline, and the shooter struck a match and threw it, and the car was instantly engulfed in flames. The foreman and myself watched as the car burned. As I stared into the fire, I became numb. 
I had apparently reached my scare limit and now was just angry. Angry at these animals for what they had done. Even if the woman was an addict or a hooker, no one deserves to die like that. Murdered under an overpass in cold blood. The fact that there were others there filming the whole thing pissed me off even more. The four men eventually piled back into the van, then left. A short while later, I had emerged from the overpass and made my way to the nearest payphone to call the police. I don't think the police took me seriously at first, until I led them to the burning car. I was questioned for hours by detectives, and yes, they did suspect me. A homeless junkie of foul play, but I stuck to my story. They did keep me in a holding cell for a few days, which they probably couldn't legally do, but I honestly didn't really mind at all. Free showers and food. I was actually a bit bummed out when they eventually released me. I later found out that there were similar killings in San Francisco and Sacramento, and that the perpetrators were wanted by the FBI. I don't know for sure if they ever caught them. I only hope that they did. After that night, I decided that I had enough of living on the streets. The fear I experienced inspired me to get my shit together, finish college, and become an English teacher. I'm proud to say that I've been sober for over 23 years. Sometimes seeing the ugliest side of humanity. Well, I think that's the cure. Before my husband and I got married, we were living together in a mediocre apartment complex in a similarly mediocre part of the city. Now, it wasn't an especially dangerous place, but security at the complex was severely lacking. For context, I once had my car stolen right out of the parking lot in broad daylight without anyone noticing. Another issue with the complex's parking lot was its shortage of spaces. This was usually more of an annoyance than anything, but on one occasion, it had put me in very real danger. I was still finishing my degree at the time, and I had night classes that, in combination with an hour and a half commute, left me getting home on most nights well after 11pm. Often I was lucky enough to find a space in the main parking lot by my building, but there were a few occasions when I found myself having to park in a much farther lot. The slot was very poorly lit, it had no buildings near it, and usually had very few cars in it. It was creepy in and of itself, but what really scared me about it was the extended walk from it. As a 21-year-old woman, I had already had plenty of experience with creeps, late-night walks, and unpleasant combinations of the two but usually those walks were down a street or somewhere more public. Walking alone through this big, dark, empty lot really made me feel like sitting prey. No one had noticed when someone stole my car in the middle of the day. Why should I expect anyone to notice if something happened to me there in the middle of the night? With all this going through my head most nights to begin with, there was one evening in particular when getting out of my car just felt like a really bad idea. Now, I'm not a superstitious person, but my intuition was buzzing from the very minute that I unlocked my door. I'd only taken a few steps when I had spotted a man standing stock still right by the dumpster near my building. He didn't have any trash. He wasn't looking through it. He wasn't smoking. He wasn't doing anything. He was just standing there looking at me. I was still all the way across the parking lot, but other than getting back in my car, there was no way around him. The dumpster was squarely in the middle of the two entrances to my building, so no matter which way I went, I'd have to walk directly toward him. 
My keys were already between my fingers, but I wasn't feeling very confident about whether this would help or not. I'm not a strong person, and I'm also only about five foot three. More than anything, I felt silly for being so afraid, but I knew in my gut something was wrong. This man had appeared out of nowhere. I'd driven past the dumpster on my way into the lot, and he hadn't been there. Also, I knew what everyone in my building had looked like, and there's absolutely no way that he would have had time to get there from another building between when I passed the dumpster and when I parked. As I got closer, it became increasingly obvious that I wasn't imagining the man staring at me, especially because as I got closer, he turned his body so that he was always facing me, kind of like a sunflower, just rotating in place, always watching me. Then came the moment when I had to pass him to get to the door. I felt really silly doing it, but I turned around and walked half backwards as I got close to passing him. I left a really wide space between us as I drew near by walking in the grass instead of on the sidewalk, but I still didn't want to turn my back on him. Eventually though, I had to, and the second I did, I heard footsteps. Not just footsteps, but running footsteps. They were coming toward me, and really fast. So I ran too. I sprinted to the building, ran up the steps to the door, entered the pen as quickly as I could, and then hoped to hell that he wouldn't be able to follow me. I didn't stop running until I got to my apartment door, three flights of stairs later. My neighbors were probably pissed about the noise, but I was terrified. The second I got in the door, I told my then-fiancé everything that happened between panic breaths, and he immediately called security. While he did, I went to go peek through the balcony window to see if I could spot the man. I couldn't. He was nowhere to be seen. When security finally arrived, they reported the same. No one was around. I still have no idea what the man was doing there before I got there or where he came from, and I've moved across town since then but to that really creepy guy from my apartment parking lot. I really, really hope to never encounter you ever again. This happened about two weeks ago, or sometime around the beginning of the month. I, a 15-year-old female, and my 13-year-old little sister were staying at my older sister's apartment for a day. She had just gotten a kitten and she needed us to watch her for a day. So we went over to her apartment one night and would stay overnight, and then the next day until she came home from work. As you can all guess, due to COVID, me and my sister are doing school virtually, so we just brought our school laptops and supplies with us. My older sister had left for work that morning sometime around 6 to 6.30 a.m. I believe. Me and my younger sister woke up at around 7 and we started getting ready for school. Before my older sister left for work, she had locked the door behind her. This will be important later. There's also a chain on the door, but I mean it obviously can't be accessed from outside of the apartment. One of the very first things I did that morning on instinct was to put the chain on the door. I tend to be an overly careful person, so it was just natural for me to do this. One thing that I really remember specifically was that I didn't even touch the lock on the door, just the chain. I wasn't really sure if it was locked or not, and I didn't want to accidentally unlock it. So I went with the idea that my older sister most likely already locked it, and that I shouldn't have to mess with it. I didn't really think anything of it afterwards. 
Me and my younger sister decided it would be easier to focus if we were working in different rooms of the apartment. So she took my older sister's bedroom and I decided to stay in the living room. Now, the living room is the first room you walk into when you open the front door. The whole space is pretty open into a small kitchen and a den. Right past the den is the bedroom. So me and my sister weren't really that far apart from each other. Anyway, let's skip ahead about two hours. My class was just about to end and I start to hear this really violent banging on the front door. At first, I thought maybe I was just misinterpreting where the noise was coming from and I thought maybe it was someone banging on a different door right next to us. We weren't expecting anyone to be there or anything and my mind didn't immediately pick up that someone could want to get in for whatever reason. I assumed that maybe someone got locked out of their apartment next to us or something and was trying to just wake up their roommate. Probably not super logical of me, but I was starting to get really nervous. The banging was extremely loud now, but I never heard a voice. I also want to add that I was only a few feet away from the door, so if someone would have said something, I definitely would have heard it. The banging then went on for about five-ish minutes, maybe even a little more. I was definitely freaked out, but I decided not to move. I texted my little sister during the whole thing and I told her that someone was banging on the door. She told me she could hear it too and she thought that maybe I had dropped something. Then I told her that I was starting to get really freaked out. Then it stopped. For maybe about two minutes, there was nothing but silence. I thought maybe that was the end of it, but after that two minutes, it just started right back up again. I was still in my math class, my teacher's trying to tell us about the homework and there's someone violently banging on the door right next to me. I was getting panicky now. I start wondering if I'm going to die or something but just ignore it and try and focus on my teacher. The banging continued for another maybe 5-7 to seven minutes and right in the middle of it I think I heard a click. If I could describe it, it almost sounded like a door unlocking but I thought there was no way that could be it. I'm just being irrational. I start to kind of joke to myself to just watch as the door handle would dramatically slowly turn and then the door would open. Well, about a second later, I watched as that exact scenario then happened in real time. I froze. The door handle was then opened slowly. The room was silent. I didn't dare say anything. I was just way too scared beyond belief. The door had started to open but not all the way because I had put the chain on it earlier that morning. The door was now at a slight angle so that I couldn't see the person but I don't think they could have seen me either. I mean not unless they put their face right through the door or something. After about three seconds of silence, the door slowly shut and the banging just stopped. I got up immediately to go lock the door. What's so great about this is that I was so nervous that I just ignored the fact that someone literally tried to break into the apartment. My teacher, peers, even my own sister were all just kind of oblivious to the fact that we were just in real danger just now. After both of our classes finally ended, me and my younger sister started talking about it. She also texted my older sister and told her what happened. We literally just went on with our day like nothing happened and when my older sister got home that day, she had started asking us more about it. 
I had started to tell her the story in more detail, and as she drove us home, she had called who I believed was the landlord. So as it turns out, a few weeks before this happened, my sister had called for maintenance so that they could come to her apartment and fix one of her bathrooms. So she thought maybe it was them. When she called the landlord, she asked if the maintenance would give her notice or let her know beforehand if they were coming. She also asked if they would let her know that it was maintenance, just so she would know who it was. To be honest, I don't really remember the woman's response to my sister's first question, but she definitely said maintenance would call out to her or something. My sister also mentioned that the banging was so violent that the door frame had actually been damaged. The woman said that their staff wouldn't ever damage the property. Now remember when I said I heard a click and the door unlocked? Well, maintenance has a key to every door. My sister had her key as well as the spare one. The woman said she would talk to maintenance and ask if they had been there, to which they later confirmed they hadn't. We also asked if the locks ever got changed. They said they were changed as soon as the last tenant left, so it definitely wasn't someone who used to live there and still had a key or something. I really have no idea how this person unlocked the door. It's crazy to me. The woman recommended that if she found out that it was a maintenance, that we should definitely file a police report. I think it was maybe a day later. My older sister was leaving for work again. She realized as she was leaving that she forgot her water bottle, and she went back to go grab it. She made sure to lock her door again as she left. She was pretty freaked out from the previous event, and was really hypervigilant, so we're pretty damn sure that she locked it on her way out. Well, she got back home from work that day and found that the door to her apartment was wide open. After this event, I believe she finally filed the police report. I just really hate that I acted so stupidly. I should have called the police right as that second wave of banging hit. At any moment, I could have looked through the people. I could have seen this person's face. Maybe if I had moved or gotten up even just a little, I could have gotten a look at them but I was so scared that I just froze. I know what I should have done in this situation. Call the police, maybe grab a knife from the kitchen or some sort of weapon, hide, etc. But in that moment, I didn't do anything. I really don't think that I even fully comprehended just how much danger I was in until the door opened. I hoped that if I didn't say anything, they would just leave. And well, I guess they did. I know I should be trying to go easy on myself. Taking that into consideration, I'm still only 15 years old. I've never been in a situation like that before. I've never really been trained for that sort of situation. I mean, unless you want to include scary movies or something. Funnily enough though, I guess I'm the dumb person in a horror movie. I don't do anything smart in the face of danger, and there's also the fact that I have pretty severe anxiety. I've never been formally diagnosed with anything, but I know that I definitely have an unhealthy relationship with it, to say the least. I have really bad anxiety on an almost daily basis, and I've had multiple panic attacks as well. I've missed so much school, and at one point I even went to see a therapist about it when I was 13. I was tested on the adult anxiety test, and my therapist actually told me that it was concerningly high, so to say that I can't properly deal with emotions is fair. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I didn't do anything. I thought I was being irrational. 
I'm just so used to thinking that I'm blowing something out of proportion that I assumed I was just doing it again. Then again, maybe I'm just trying to justify my stupidity. I guess I'm just still really annoyed with myself, like I could have done better. The only thing I can really do now is just to hope that nothing like this ever happens again. But if it does, I know what to do now. So far, me and my family have a few theories. We figured this person maybe learned my older sister's routine and thought nobody would be home. Once the door opened and he saw the chain, he realized that people were inside and then left. We also thought that maybe he got in by taking an old key or something and jammed it into the lock and then banged on it to unlock it. Maybe he somehow got a key to the apartment though. I thought for a while maybe when I put the chain on, I really did unlock the door. I don't think so though. I'm really not sure of anything at this point. These are all just theories and we're not professionals by any means. If anything else happens, I'll definitely give an update. This happened to me about two weeks ago. I had started university in September and therefore live in a students only apartment complex. There's about four other apartments in my hallway and sometimes we just spend time in each other's apartments. I had the absolute chance to lose my keys during the first week of university. It wasn't really a big deal though, I just simply paid for another key. After about a week in my apartment though, I had started to notice that some of my things weren't in the same place as I thought that I'd put them. It didn't really scare me though because I know I'm a distracted person. On the day of the incident in question, I was coming home earlier than usual with another student named Thomas the boy that lives in the apartment next to mine. We got inside and when I unlocked my door, I had saw a woman right inside my apartment. As you can expect, it really scared me. But right as I was about to ask her what the hell she was doing there, she then told me, Oh, sorry. I didn't know you'd be home this early. I'm the janitor. I clean the rooms weekly. She then just smiled at me and went out. Now, I didn't even know we had a janitor, but this kind of explained why my stuff was moving around. Thomas then noticed that she had left her keys on my desk and said that I should give them back to her. When I took a closer look though, I then realized that those were my lost keys. The night then passed and I decided to talk to the man in charge of the complex about this. I told him that the janitor had lost my keys and I asked for my money back. He just looked at me in total incomprehension and he then told me, but we don't even have a janitor. Right at that moment, I just froze. Then who the hell went in my apartment for the past few weeks? Why was she there? We didn't call the police because I mean, nothing had been stolen, but I still decided to search for cameras in my apartment because you just never really know with these psychopaths. I haven't seen her since and I'm really glad to know that she can't enter the complex anymore without the badge on the keys. So yeah, that was a really creepy experience. I was a high school student living with my mother in a third floor apartment. I used to sleep in the living room because the apartment only had one bedroom and well, it was my mom's. I was pretty happy with the little space I had though, and I was a really happy kid. I always got up at about 6am to go to school, 
and my mom always got up at 5am to have time to shower and make breakfast before then dropping me off at school and heading to work. During that morning, I remember waking up and all the lights were on. Every single one of them, even the one in my room. I went to grab my phone, but it wasn't there. Okay, pretty odd. I headed to the bathroom and I saw that all the drawers and doors of every furniture we had were open. I was deeply confused at this point. Anyways, my mom came out of the bathroom and she asked me what the hell I had been doing. I told her I had no idea what she was talking about and I thought that she did it since she was always up at least one hour earlier than me. I had also asked her if she had seen my cell phone since I still didn't really know where it was. Then I saw it. Deep inside her green eyes. The realization. I could distinctly see the fear and all the pieces inside her head clicking in place. She then leaped to the kitchen and found the window wide open, a kitchen knife on the ground, and some really dusty fingerprints on the wall where someone had put weight on to climb inside. It was then when my sleepy-headed self had put the pieces together too. Someone somehow climbed all the way up to our balcony, got inside the apartment, and then robbed us. All while I was asleep in my bed right there in the living room. My mom hugged me and asked me if I was okay. I said that I never heard anything and that I didn't even wake up when this unknown person turned on the lights and rummaged through our stuff. It was super weird. They didn't dare to try and open my mom's bedroom door, so she didn't notice a thing. My grandma claims that it was some angel that protected me that night, and that's why I didn't wake up. But I don't believe in that stuff. I don't think they knew I was there either. The police never found the robber, and we ended up putting steel bars on the window. We ended up moving some time after that. This all happened to me when I was still in high school. It's been about six years since that happened. My mother and I have moved from that apartment, and I'm now grown and living with my boyfriend. But even today, I'm still really paranoid, and I always wonder why I didn't wake up. Even though I'm really grateful that I didn't. Thank God for that. Last Sunday, I was at my boyfriend's apartment for the weekend. The boyfriend left to go to work at about 8 a.m but not before giving me a kiss on the head. This had woke me up, but by the time I could open my eyes, he was already gone and out the door. He had actually forgot to lock the apartment door on his way out, to which I hadn't realized. I got up, put my contacts in, brushed my teeth, and then put my workout clothes on. I started my day off right with some good squats and crunches. Then I made myself some coffee and toast. I decide to hop on the computer to look up some hotels and restaurants. Me and my boyfriend wanted to take a little in-state vacation, so that's why I was doing this. Now, the entry door leads directly to the open kitchen and living room area, which is where his PC is. I start to hear the sound of the door handle turning, and I get really excited thinking that maybe my boyfriend is coming home for an early lunch. It was about 10am at this point. The door quickly opens and I see an older man then step in. He looked to be in about his 60s or 70s. My first thought was maybe he's the electrician that the landlord said was going to be stopping by. But I thought that it was odd that he didn't even knock. And the fact that he wasn't even wearing pants. 
Luckily, he was wearing underwear, though. The guy then speed walked into the apartment with a really glossed over look. I was mostly polite in the beginning, then saying, Sir, who are you? What are you doing here? This isn't your apartment. I then progressively began shouting and cussing him out, but nothing would faze him. He went straight into the dining table over a large cardboard box that my boyfriend had full of board games. He then sat on them. He literally sat on the games. It looked like he was going to take a dump on them or something, but then he just tried laying down on the games. I then got up and ran to the bathroom, absolutely terrified for my safety as I'm only about 5 foot 2, as I'm only about 5 foot 2 and definitely not as strong as I'd like to think I am. This guy was about 6 foot and God knows how many drugs he was on. I dialed 911 and informed the operator on everything that happened as I'm totally shaking at this point. She asked if I'd be able to safely leave the bathroom to let the police in. I told her it was no need and that it was unlocked as that's how the guy got in in the first place. Then gave a little laugh, to which she then laughed too. I heard the cops at the door, but they were talking to each other. I opened the bathroom door, then peeked into the living room. No guy. I got really nervous about checking the bedroom because I'd have to go around a corner and I wouldn't really be able to see that well. That's when I suddenly hear, Sir, where are your pants at? From the hallway. I'm standing right at the door to listen and texting my boyfriend everything that's happened. They eventually got the guy in cuffs and the druggie just kept shouting how they were hurting his hands. The officers then ask him where he lives and what he's doing here. As it turns out, the guy apparently lives about seven streets away and he says he's just trying to go to bed. Well, that's definitely not happening here. My boyfriend came home shortly after and comforted me. We went downstairs to see if the police needed my statement before they took off with the guy. I couldn't believe their response. Nah, don't worry about it. We already got it from three other people. We found out that he went into every unlocked apartment that he could. An officer walked by with a gallon Ziploc bag completely full of pill bottles. We found his pants and shoes in the hallway. Please everyone, always lock your doors. Hey everyone, this episode has been sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-seasoned ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Enjoy a wide variety of easy, delicious options for all three meals a day, plus every snack and special treat in between within the HelloFresh market. HelloFresh's high-quality fresh ingredients are sourced directly from growers and delivered from the farm to your front door in under a week. Contact-free, of course. I love HelloFresh personally because it just really comes in handy on nights where I just don't really feel like cooking, especially on nights when I'm just getting home from the gym. It just really makes things so much easier on me. Go to HelloFresh.com dinner14 and use code dinner14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Dinner14 and use code Dinner14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping.
HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Alright everyone, let's get back into the stories. This happened a couple of months ago, and I'm finally feeling safe being alone again. It was around 1.30pm when my dog started barking for me to take him outside. I had put him on his leash and walked outside my first floor apartment, leaving the door unlocked behind me like I had done a million times before. Seriously, I never ever thought twice about it as I live in a really safe neighborhood in an extremely safe, almost boring town. In my 27 years of living here, nothing had ever tested that sense of security before. My dog is 15 years old, so he moves a little slow and really loves taking his time sniffing around. He'll usually just stop and pee about three different times and then take that day as no different. But suddenly, a big white truck filled with lawn equipment slowed down right in front of me. Hey, make sure you pick up after your dog. I then looked up and saw a man in his late 40s or so, wearing polarized sunglasses and a bandana around his lower mouth and neck. Um, he just peed. I responded with a little bit of attitude, like, thanks, but I got this. Now drive away. I looked up yet again and he then gave me a wink and then lowered his bandana to blow me a kiss right before he drives away. This man had instantly made me really uncomfortable, but as a young Hispanic female, I had been pretty used to older Hispanic men being inappropriate like that. They've been doing it for years. It's just a really sad reality, but once again, I didn't really think too much into it. I was walking back to my apartment now when a woman came out of her apartment in the next building over and then stood on her patio, motioning for me to come to her. Now, I've never met this lady in my life before. I had seen her around the complex and she seemed pretty nice enough, but ultimately I didn't really know her. I've watched Dayline before, so I'm definitely not going up to her patio. I asked her what she wanted and she just insisted that I go over there so that she could tell me. I told her that I really needed to bring my dog back inside my apartment, but that maybe I could help her from outside where I was if she just told me. Next thing I know, this woman is now freaking running right toward me. That's when I picked up my dog ready to run home, and that's when she stopped probably about five feet away from me, and then she said, Look, please listen to me. A man walked to your apartment while you were walking your dog. I think he was one of the mowers. I was sitting in my car when I saw him walk in, and I know you live there alone. I called 911, and they're on their way now. I could feel my face burning as I was trying to process what I just heard. I'd watched the man that I had talked to drive away. I didn't see his truck anywhere. How could that be possible? What I didn't realize was that while I was talking to him, he had positioned his truck right in the line of sight of my apartment. I couldn't see my door, so I was totally distracted and looking away while another man had walked right inside my apartment. If my neighbor didn't happen to be sitting in her car while on the phone, I would have walked right into my apartment completely unaware that someone would be inside of it waiting to do God knows what to me. I'm honestly so thankful that she was so observant even prior to the incident because she knew that there shouldn't be anyone else in that apartment and she had a really bad gut feeling that something was wrong. The police arrived not even five minutes later and arrested the guy. This guy actually told the police that he had permission to use my restroom, which was freaking obviously not true. Since my door was unlocked and we can't really prove what his intentions were when he entered, he was only charged with trespassing. 
That's actually a misdemeanor in my state, and he did no jail time, which obviously really freaked me out because this guy knew where I lived. The man driving the truck technically didn't really do anything wrong, but it's really scary to think that they might have been working together. I ended up staying with my parents until we were able to find a legal loophole to get me out of my lease and move out of that apartment ASAP. I moved into a house with an old friend of mine and got a ring system installed that same day. My dog has his own backyard now, my dad mows the lawn for us, and I still sometimes get coffee with the neighbor who called the cops for me. Even to this day, I'm so thankful for her gut feeling. Honestly, if it wasn't for her, God knows what could have happened. Several years ago when I was 25 years old, I lived with at the time one of my best friends. Our friendship eventually started to dwindle, so she was rarely home. This night, however, she ended up staying at our place and then heading to bed pretty early. I was a server at the time, so I stayed up pretty late, usually watching YouTube and smoking pot. This night was no different than any other, except for the fact that my neighbors actually tried to kidnap me. I'll go ahead and give you some background information on my house and my neighbors. We lived in a three-bedroom house with two bedrooms and the kitchen facing the crazy neighbors. They were a younger couple living in a smaller mill house. They were constantly coming to our door asking for handouts. Now, normally I'd be really happy to help a neighbor out, but they would come over and ask for crazy things like for us to fill up an old Mountain Dew bottle with water because theirs had shut off or something, as well as for beer and they once literally asked us for a dollar. They would consistently be knocking at our door to ask for help and whenever we wouldn't answer, I would peek through the window to either see them jacking cigarette butts from the ashtray or pressing their eyeballs against the door peephole to see if they could spot us. It was really strange. Anyway... There I was smoking some weed and watching some YouTube on my couch when I then heard a knock at the door. I rolled my eyes because I knew exactly who had came knocking. It was 11pm and I checked the peephole and sure enough, it was the boyfriend right on my porch. Normally I'd just walk away and continue with my life but he looked like he was in distress this night so I opened the door to see what was up. Hey, uh, I just wanted to come over and see if you would film my engagement. I, uh, got my girlfriend a ring here in my pocket, and I need you to follow me to my backyard and film it for me. Baffled, but really curious, I told him congrats and said that I'd be out in just a second and just needed to put my shoes on. I shut the door behind me, then locked it. Quickly, I ran into the back room that looked out into their backyard. I started peeking through the blinds to see the setup. Nothing. It was pitch black darkness. There was absolutely no sign of decorations or anything like that. Now naturally, I woke up my roommate to tell her what was going on. Uh, yeah, screw that, she said to me, and we both walked back up to the door after the boyfriend started banging on the door. I looked through the peephole again. I couldn't really see anything and I was really confused. That is, until I saw him pull his eyeball away from the peephole. I quickly turned around and then put my back right up against the door. My roommate came running back to the door from a room holding two wire hangers for protection. We both just clung onto the hangers and set up against the door until he finally left. We were so freaked out but we wanted to make sure that we weren't overreacting. We decided to go out our back door and hopped into her car so we could do a drive-by. 
They always had their front door open and they also didn't have any blinds, so it was really easy to see in their house. Very slowly, we crept by in her car and peered into the living room. Sitting on the couch and all staring at the wall was there the couple and the older man. We sped off and we ended up staying at a friend's house that night. I never answered the door for either of them ever again. One day I came home from work and there was an older lady that was parked in their driveway. She walked up to me as I got out of my car and asked if I knew where the neighbors were. I told her that I hadn't seen them in quite a while and she informed me that she was the owner of the house. She told me that they were months late on rent and it finally came to evict them. She entered the home to find it completely trashed, needles and garbage all over the place, holes in the wall, and literally shit on the floor. I told her I was really sorry to hear that she had to deal with all that, but that I was happy they were finally gone. I'm really not 100% sure what was going on that night, but I'm really glad that I didn't follow him to the backyard. Who the hell knows what they actually had planned. I want to start off by saying that I've never told this story to anyone. I'm a 32-year-old female, and my name is Kara. It all started about two weeks ago when I moved into my new apartment. I was all moved in and everything because I live alone, so I didn't really have much stuff to unpack. Later that day, I grabbed my purse and keys to go to work for the day. I was walking to my car when I saw someone start to approach me. It was a woman who looked to be at least 45 to 55 years old. It was very obvious that she was a smoker. She also looked really sleep deprived, skinny and frail and she had very noticeable eye bags that seemed to get worse the more I looked at them. Hello, miss. You must be the new neighbor, said the old woman with an extremely damaged voice caused by years of smoking. Yeah, I just moved here three days ago. I responded as polite as possible, then I noticed she had something in her hands that she hid behind her. She looked really excited to show me what it was, then she noticed that I saw it, and that seemed to make her even more excited, and she had a huge smile on her face. It was horrible. Her teeth were uneven and rotting, she was missing teeth, and her gums looked like they had been bleeding earlier in the day. Her lips were also blistered and dry, and she scared the absolute crap out of me. I want you to meet someone, she said to me. She then showed me what she was hiding behind her. Her name is Jambalaya. It was a very strange looking doll that kind of resembled a coconut. Uh, thank you. Nice to meet her, I said. I just told her what she probably wanted to hear to avoid any drama. I also had to wrap things up soon before I was late for work. Sorry, but I have to get to work. I'll see you later, ma'am, I said in an apologetic tone. No need to be formal with me. You can call me Emma, she said right before I could get in my car. I nodded in response, got in my car, turned it on, and then pulled out of the parking lot. I looked in my rearview mirror for like a split second and I saw that that woman was dead staring at me while rocking that really weird doll. I concluded that she was probably under the influence, judging by her attitude and the look of her. After work, I was driving home around 5.05, and I pulled into the parking lot. When I drove in, I saw Emma in the parking lot just sitting in the middle of the road playing with Jambalaya. What the hell is she doing? I mumbled to myself in complete shock as I drove past her. She saw me in my car, and she gave me a sinister, rotten smile. I smiled back, just trying my best to keep my composure. I parked and stepped out of my car. Please don't come over here. Please don't come over here. I repeated in my mind as I walked to the entrance, 
I avoided eye contact as best as I could, but I ended up looking at her because I heard her saying no and singing something. So I just kept walking, but I also kept looking at her. Jambalaya, 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 she sang in a low, creepy voice. She was singing it really slow and just kept repeating the doll's name. I walked a little faster and right before I walked in, I looked back to see if she was still singing, but she wasn't. She was stood up holding that doll in one hand and the other was on her heart. She was visibly upset for some reason. We were just standing there staring at each other for what felt like hours. Then I broke my trance and mouthed an apology and then walked in my apartment, not looking back this time. As soon as I walked into my apartment, I locked my door. Emma really freaked me out, and I didn't want to be around her anymore. I mean, she isn't hostile or anything, but she really gives me the creeps. I put down my stuff and walked to my room, turned on the lights, flopped on my bed, and then sighed. I then got back up and I started cleaning up my mess. I walked to the window, slightly scared of what I might see. Nobody. I was really relieved. Part of me was expecting Emma to be looking at me from my window. I woke up at a really uncertain time and looked over to my bedside table to pick up my phone, then realizing that it was 4.30 in the morning. I tried to figure out why I woke up and turned the bedside light on because I was wide awake for some reason. It was kind of unnerving because I didn't understand what was happening. As I was laying there in my bed, I started hearing really weird tapping noises and then froze. Being the person that always listens to scary stories and has become a little paranoid, I started to freak out. I didn't really know if I should get up and go see what was happening or just stay in my bed and wait for it to pass. The tapping had stopped after about a minute and I had just heard shuffles and something like a whisper. At this point, I was definitely freaking out, but I really didn't know what I should do. All of a sudden, everything went quiet for about five minutes. I was still too scared to get up when all of a sudden my front door slammed super loud. This freaked me out so badly that I got up from my bed super fast, looking in every room trying to figure out what the hell just happened. I didn't see anything, so I was starting to freak out even more now, thinking I was going crazy. The last place I checked was the bathroom, and I looked in the shower to see if somebody was hiding in there. To my surprise, there was something in there, but it wasn't a human, and right after I saw it, that was when I realized who had been in my apartment. It was the doll. I have no idea why she wanted to break into my apartment just to leave this stupid doll in my bathtub. It makes absolutely no sense, and I still have no idea why she did it. After this event, I realized just how crazy this woman really was and how dangerous she could be. How was she able to break into my apartment, and how long was she in there, and what exactly was she doing other than leaving a doll in my bathtub? Later that morning, I looked around the whole apartment trying to figure out just how she broke in. After about 10 minutes of searching the apartment and checking every door and window, I noticed that my bathroom window was unlocked and even still opened ajar. This freaks me out so much and I instantly become mad at myself for forgetting something as important as locking all your doors and windows. I knew right away this is how she managed to break in and she must have just went out the front door because it was easier. I went to the apartment manager and staff and explained everything that had been going on and how I would possibly be moving out soon due to this crazy-ass person I was living next to. Thankfully, they really understood my situation, and they said they would be talking to Emma about what had happened. They offered me next month's rent for free if I stayed. I decided to accept this offer since I had just recently moved in, and I didn't really have a lot of money on me at the time. Around a week later, after nothing else had happened, 
I heard from the apartment staff that Emma was getting arrested and possibly getting sent to a psych ward. They explained to me that after the manager had tried to talk to her about what was going on, she had confessed to breaking into my apartment, to which she then became furious and denied the whole thing. She had a mental freak out and was taking it out on the manager just because he tried to talk to her about her actions. This led to her getting aggressive and being arrested. I have to say, I was pretty damn happy about the news of her being arrested because that meant that I didn't have to worry about her anymore, and it gave me a lot of hope for my new apartment. I threw that doll away and decided to move on with my life that year after experiencing all that hell. I never want to go through something like that again. So I'm in my early 20s and female. I moved out on my own for the first time about two years ago. I haven't really had much to do with any of my neighbors, and I've always been slightly uneasy due to the fact that no one around here is looking out for me. If anything seems off, literally no one would even notice or do any investigating to make sure I'm okay. Last year I noticed a man that was constantly walking his dog in the grass area behind my home. This isn't unusual to see, it's a pretty common area for my residents here. His dog is super cute and my cat liked to play with it through the glass door out back. They would chase each other back and forth and put their paws up on the glass and such. You know, real cute stuff. Well, one day I was outside and his dog came running up to the porch with glee and to get pets and say hi to his kitty friend, my cat. Now, this is the first time that I actually spoke to this neighbor. We'll call him Mark. So, Mark seemed decent enough and we got along just fine. We started hanging out pretty often in a short time period because I'm a smoker and he was letting his dog out all the time. And it was also summer so we would always run into each other quite often. Most days we would spend an hour or more after work just talking. This lasted for a couple of weeks. I gave him my phone number and I was just really happy to have a friend in my complex now. I will say, however, he was clearly very interested in either having a romantic relationship with me or friends with benefits. I was very honest with him that I really wasn't interested in either of those at all, and I actually had to tell him this quite often. Frankly, I was getting rather irritated that this always came up several times every time we spoke. He rather quickly was really trying to get me in his house, from the first time we talked until the last. He always offered multiple times every time I saw him. I always said no and blamed it on me being COVID cautious. Well, he quickly got tired of that excuse and he invited himself into my home as well. But of course, I always said no. One day he came out while I was smoking with a bottle of wine and a couple of glasses, saying that I had to try it because it was really delicious. I happened to instantly notice that the sill on the bottle was broken but it also didn't seem like anything was drank. The bottle was filled to the brim. So he pours a couple of glasses and doesn't drop a beat in telling me, Go ahead, take a drink. I felt very uncomfortable, but I didn't want him to feel like he was being accused of anything when he was just trying to be a really nice neighbor. After all, he poured himself a glass of this very same stuff, right? I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Well, my mama still raised me better than that so I totally faked a sip and said it was good. After any sentence that either of us had, he would tell me again to take another drink. I told him that I don't really drink though, so I'm pacing myself. But I did say that I noticed he hadn't drank any and to just please go ahead. 
He didn't reach for his glass right away, but in the middle of speaking, he reached for his cup and then knocked it over, spilling the wine all in the grass. He brushed it off rather quickly, and he told me it was my turn to drink now. That's when I then said, But you still haven't even drank anything. You spilled your drink. Pour yourself another glass. I don't want to drink this alone. So he did. He still didn't drink anything. He did tell me a few moments later, though, to drink mine. I told him that he needs to catch up, and we basically just kept doing that same old thing in circles. He reached for his glass again, and guess what? Spilled it yet again. Wine is all in the grass once more. Then what do you know? He told me to drink. At this point, I'm done. There's too many red flags that are screaming at me to get the hell out. I'm honest with him that this seemed really sketchy and I didn't trust the drink because he's refusing to drink any of it, but is so damn eager for me to drink mine. He told me that he was just clumsy and taking it slow because he doesn't drink a lot, but that he's seen me having friends over taking shots and drinking beers and wine, so he knows that I can handle it better than him. Yet another big red flag is raised. So he's been watching me now? What? I think it's important to mention that our complex is huge, and he doesn't live particularly near me. He's about a half a block away from me, and he can't see my windows or yard from where he lives. So I told him flat out that I'm not drinking anything anymore because of how this all seemed. He then once again pours himself a glass, and once again spills it. There isn't much left in the bottle at this point. I pour the remaining wine in his glass, and I tell him to drink it with me on three. We raise our glasses, and in my amazement, he actually takes a drink. And I then spilled mine into the grass. Oh well. He then comes out about two nights later while I was smoking, and instantly starts complaining to me that I wouldn't date him or have sex with him, and that he just really doesn't know why all girls are like this. He starts getting really loud and shouting at me, asking me what the problem with him is, and why I won't do these things. I told him that I had been honest with him since I had met him that I'm not interested in that and that it isn't him specifically, I'm just honestly not interested in that from anyone right now. He still shouted at me, and he was starting to complain about his ex and her dog. Yes, her dog. He then proceeded to tell me how he used to abuse the shit out of that dog, and then went into detail about how he wouldn't feed or water it because it used the bathroom in the house, and how he would kick it really hard. I'm absolutely horrified at this point, especially considering the whole time he's been telling me this story, He's been playing fetch with his own dog. His dog always seemed so scared of him, and I'd actually even pointed that out in the past. He would tell me that his dog's previous owners were abusive, so he was just very scared and distrusting. The dog was always very excited to see me though, and would always cuddle up with me and stay right by me, so I just always thought I was extra special. But now with that newfound knowledge, I think that poor dog is just in an abusive household. I was just so done with this guy that I cut him off and said that I needed to go because my friends were waiting for me. He has sent me several messages of gibberish whenever he's outside. He'll blow my phone up with non-stop random messages and it'll just keep going on forever. He has texted me telling me that he knows I'm home because he's seen me walking around or that he sees my car in the parking lot. He'll throw his dog's toys on my porch and he'll stand outside of my porch for hours. I think in his mind, since I'm a smoker, I'll eventually come outside. Silly him though, because whenever I see him out there, I'll just go out front. Before the wine fiasco ever went down, he had said several things to me that were also red flags. 
I guess the moral of the story is to just trust your gut. Still to this day, he's bothering me. And like I had said before, we only spoke and hung out for a couple of weeks in summer of 2020. My last message from him was last night. He asked me what he had done wrong and if I had felt disrespected in any way. I haven't spoken to him since he screamed at me for not sleeping with him. I thought about answering his text with the brutal truth about how twisted and creepy he presented himself as, along with how uncomfortable he made me feel, but I didn't want to give him any ideas on how he should improve. Stay smart, folks. Don't ever drink things people give you if the seal is broken. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that he was definitely trying to drug me. Before starting the story, I wanted to share some context. I'm a 26-year-old female who unfortunately gets a lot of unwanted attention. I'm married and, at the time of this story, my husband's brother had lived with us. We live in newly built townhomes and everyone in the unit had actually moved in within the same week of each other. In the townhome next to us lived a mom and her late 20, early 30-year-old son. And next to them lives another young married couple. We'll call her I and him P. We became friends with them because we're in the same age group. Now, this happened a little over a year ago, and we noticed that the mom and son had a guest staying with them. We didn't think much of it. Well, one morning I was walking my dog, and as soon as I walked out the door, I began to smell cigarettes. But I didn't really think too much of it because my brother-in-law smokes. Right in front of our townhome is a long patch of land that hasn't been built on yet, and I always walk my dog around there every morning. Once I reached it, I had heard someone behind me then say, You look really lovely today. I looked back, and I saw that it was the guy that had been staying with my neighbor. I was kind of confused because I had just rolled out of my bed still in my PJs. He then said good morning, and I said good morning back. He then asked if I smoked, and I said no. I was already getting really creeped out by this guy. So I just kept walking and by the time I walked back home, he was already gone. When I got inside and told my husband, he thought it was odd. We don't really know anything about this guy or who he is. So my husband just told me to be careful when I walk our dog. The very next morning when I went to walk our dog, I looked out to see if the creepy neighbor was out. I didn't see him, so I went on a walk. About a minute later, I had felt someone behind me and as I looked around... Lo and behold, it was him. I walked a little faster to put some distance between us, and that's when our dog needed to do her business. That's when I took her to the side so that my dog could poop. That's when the neighbor got closer to us, and the dog started barking and wouldn't stop. So I started to fast walk to a different spot in the neighborhood so that she could finish. He followed me there, and he got close yet again. It made me and the dog really uncomfortable, so I just decided to leave and go back home. Keep in mind, our dog still hasn't had a chance to do her business yet. Anyways, my husband was already at work, but I still wanted to call him to let him know what happened. He said to feed her and get ready for work, and maybe by the time I finished, the creepy neighbor would finally be back inside. So I did so, and when I decided to walk the dog again, I opened my front door, and to my surprise, he was in the middle of the road throwing punches. I closed my door immediately and decided to take her to my parents' house before going to work and that I would just pick her up after I got off. During the rest of this week, I would only walk her whenever my husband was home because I just felt uncomfortable, but I wasn't really sure if it was just me being paranoid. 
He didn't follow me again, but every time I walked, he would go outside to smoke and just watch me. I did tell my family about this though, just so they would be aware. It was now the Tuesday right before Thanksgiving, and my mom and sister had decided to come over to help decorate the outside of my home for Christmas. I went inside to look for something, and one of my sisters and my mom had stayed outside. The creepy neighbor had came out and looked at them, and then said, Oh, there's two of you. My sister and mom came back inside immediately because they felt uncomfortable, now knowing that he had followed me before. They stayed a little bit longer, but they had to leave because it was getting late. About 30 minutes later, my brother-in-law comes home and I asked if he knew who the guy was staying with the neighbor. He asked me why and what was wrong, and I told him what had been happening. He then bolted out the front door, not saying where or what he was going to do. Since it was now midnight, my husband and I went to bed. I had to work all day the next day, so I didn't get a chance to talk to my brother-in-law and ask what happened. It's two days later and in the morning, which is now Thanksgiving Day, so I was walking my dog out like I normally do. On my way back, I see the mom who lives next door purposely checking her mail right at the same time I was walking outside. She then stops me and she asks me what the issue was that I was having with her son. So it's her son. And that's when I realized that he was probably there to stay, and not just visiting. I then told her that he had been following me around in the neighborhood, and that it made me really uncomfortable. She then went on to tell me that I had nothing to worry about, and that he's really harmless. That he has some personal issues that he deals with by walking, but that he really means no harm. Not believing a word that she said, I replied back with, Okay, thanks, then went back inside. When my brother-in-law came downstairs, I asked if he had talked to the mom. That's when he then told me what happened. He said that he banged on her door until she finally answered, and he told her to keep her son in check, and that if he ever hears that his sister-in-law has another encounter with him, they were going to have a serious problem. My brother-in-law is a pretty intimidating guy, and he has a really short temper, so he made it very clear not to screw around with me or my husband. Since he was so pissed off, he went over to INP's house to cool off. Since he's been living with us, he became pretty good friends with P, and he also told them what happened. About a week later, me and I went to lunch, and what she told me next made my heart just drop. Apparently, the creepy neighbor guy is bipolar as well as schizophrenic. She told me that all the things the creepy neighbor was doing to me, he was doing to other women as well. One woman actually tried to pepper spray him, and he actually blocked it and grabbed the pepper spray right out of her hands, which happened to be attached to her keys, and in the attempt of getting her keys from her, he had actually punched the woman in her face. The woman called the police and got a restraining order on him, so he couldn't live in the apartment complex anymore. His mom put him in a hotel while she figured out his living situation, and he was creeping out the other guests over there as well. The manager tried to kick him out, but the creepy neighbor started talking a lot of nonsense and threatened to shoot up the place. The manager had to get the police involved just to get him out of there. They had finally kicked him out, so he went to live with his aunt until his mom's lease was up and she was able to move. So that's why he lives with his mom again. The mom actually has the audacity to say that her son is harmless when he's even hit her. She's afraid of her own son. The mom told I this way before he ever moved back in with her. I haven't had an issue with him since my brother-in-law went over there. Luckily, I work enough to be out of the house, but I still try to avoid being home alone. It's absolutely horrible not feeling safe in your own home.
I'm really, really looking forward to the day we move. For years, I've been paranoid about changing near or around a window. I think it all leads back to the story that I'm about to tell you. For the record, I'm a female, and this happened to me 10 years ago when I was 13. My parents had divorced when I was one, and my brother was three, so we would visit my dad in his mobile home every weekend. It was the summer before I started 8th grade, and I was at my dad's house with my brother for the weekend. My dad had to take my stepmom to a doctor's appointment that was right down the street for a few hours. He had done this before because we had cell phones and we never really left the house because we didn't really have any friends over at my dad's. My brother is two years older than I am, so he was considered the responsible one. We had a routine that we would follow every time we visited my dad. Get up and sneak whatever breakfast we could before our stepmom got up. And then I'd watch a movie in my room and my brother would play the Xbox in his room, which was right next to mine. I had just finished up watching Live Free or Die Hard when I decided to get dressed and start my chores. The way that my room was set up, I had a rolled bunk bed pressed against the window so that my feet would be facing the window and my head would be near the door. The TV was right across from that, so there was only a little narrow area in the middle where I could walk or get dressed. My dog Chester was on the bottom bunk laying in what little son came into my room. As I was finishing putting my t-shirt on, I noticed that Chester had sat up looking towards the window. He slowly moved towards it and then started to growl. Now, my dog wasn't really that intimidating and he really only barked whenever he was excited or when someone knocked on our door, but I had never heard him growl before, like ever. Immediately, I was on alert, really unsure of what was going on. I got as close to the far wall as I could and then looked out the window. I didn't see anything and I tried to calm him down, but me getting closer to the window seemed to only get him even more protective. Right after I had walked away was when you get that really bad feeling you get when you just know you're being watched. As I turned, I saw a right hand come up to the glass on my window and then pause right before the left one joined it. I froze in place when finally a face appeared that I had recognized. It was my neighbor that was five houses down from us. He had always given me the creeps, and I guess my intuition was right. He was looking around my room when his eyes finally landed on me. He gave me this really eerie smile, and he gestured for me to come to the window. I just shook my head and reached for the baseball bat that I had on my wall. My dog was going absolutely apeshit seeing this guy look at me, now snarling and lunging at the window. The guy tried to slide open my window, and that's when I yelled for my brother. I think that the man thought I was home alone because the horror that came across his face when my brother ran in then made him realize he couldn't do anything to me. He took off running down the street to his house while my brother and I shouted at him from the porch while my dog was fighting to try and get past us to chase him. My brother and I sat on the couch after that and talked about what happened. We pretty much both agreed that it would just be smarter to never tell our dad about it and that I was never to walk near his house. The only thing that I really regret from this incident was that our other neighbor that my stepmom was really close with was actually attacked by him a few months later. I had felt that because I didn't say anything that I'd actually allowed it to happen. Luckily she wasn't hurt, but when I told her about the man and what he did, she gave me a hug and she agreed that it wasn't something to tell my dad, but that she would handle it. I guess she did, because a year later he was then gone and I never saw him again after that. 
I only really told my dad's mom about the incident when she had moved into the house and I was already 21 years old and didn't stay the weekends anymore. I told her to never tell my dad because I just knew how he'd react. Well, that didn't happen and later that night, my dad ended up chewing me out for not telling him. I told him that if he knew what had happened, my weekend visits to him would have been in prison because he probably would have gone over to the man's house and killed him. He agreed, but he wanted me to tell the full story to him and my stepmom. Despite how long ago this was, I'm still really afraid I'll see him again. That he'll end up being a dot on a map near my house or that I'll wake up with him peering through my window. Due to this event, it really turned me into a really paranoid person. Anytime there's a little sound near the window whenever I'm getting dressed, I kid you not, I'm always reaching for something to fight for my life. If it wasn't for my dog and the fact that I changed so fast, who really knows what the man would have tried to do to me or what he would have seen when he looked in my window. To everyone out there, please stay vigilant and always trust your gut.